and on front page with me this morning from our Astro Radio Newsroom, Faisal American. Morning, Faisal. Good morning, Shaz. And from Free Malaysia Today, uh, reporter Robin Augustine. Good morning, Robin. Good morning. Now, it looks like environmental groups have reacted to the government's decision to extend the 20-cent plastic bag charge to all types of businesses uh, in 2022 by calling for a complete ban on the use of plastic bags. Do you feel our government is strong enough to enforce this? The Faisal. ban? Uh, no. I mean, they can't even enforce properly the uh, ban on smoking and eateries. I mean, um, let's just put it this way. Um, Malaysians are really entitled. <laughs> right. Yeah. So um, we're so used to our creature comforts, right? And there's a lot of resistance to any change. Mm. Uh, so um, unless something like drastic happens, they pour in a lot of money uh, to actually... Uh, enforce such a ban I don't see it happening yes but you know other countries are making this a reality why are Malaysians so reluctant to get on board Robin I think in uh, in this case it's because it's so easy to get around uh, not using plastics by just paying that 20 cent mm-hmm. and you can buy your own plastic bag I think the real way to enforce this is to actually not allow manufacturers to manufacture plastic anymore uh, no <laughs> that would be I my th- suggestion <laughs> I think then we will have trouble with the manufacturers. Mm. I think it's just not allowing shops to actually give out uh, plastic bags anymore. Okay, now businesses are making some money from the 20 cent per plastic bag. How can this amount be put to better use by our government? Use the 20 cents uh, collected, right? And uh, use it for environmental awareness campaigns. uh, You think environment... I mean, come on. These awareness campaigns, do they really help? Well... It can focus on the uh, younger groups. I mean, um, for the long term, right? I mean, um, mm. for the older generations, uh, we could be a lost cause. Right. But if we uh, instill this awareness and to kids at a young age, I mean, they'll get the point. Your thoughts, Robin? I don't think we should allow any kind of collection of money at all. Just make it so that people have to bring their own bags and mm-hmm. you will see a better impact than from any kind of awareness program. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I bring my own bags to the supermarket and I realize that it's not just, you know, the consumer side that needs uh, educating, but, you know, the amount of plastics that you get from packaging the stuff that you buy, you know, I think this needs to be addressed as well. And I don't know if governments um, can get on board and, and maybe pressure, I don't know, the supermarkets as well as manufacturers to come up with better packaging that is more environmental friendly do I have a you know is this valid yeah I think it is but then uh, I think cost might become an issue because I think a lot of people use plastics because it's cheaper so Mm. whether consumers are ready to pay for more for more environmentally friendly packaging that's another issue altogether well definitely it's something that, it's a discourse that needs to be continued um, well coming up uh, MCA's Dr. Wee says only a coincidence that Teresa Kok was in Tanjung Pi we're going to discuss that one next after the Backstreet Boys this is Drowning on Light on front page with me this morning from Free Malaysia Today is Robin Augustine and from the Astro Radio Newsroom is Faisal American and it looks like MCA President Dato Sri Dr. Wee Kasiang has criticized uh, Minister Theresa Kok for allegedly campaigning in Tanjung Pia before the 14-day campaigning period commences on Saturday, November the 2nd. Now, if this is true, would Theresa Kok be in contempt of um, you know election commission regulations? Robin? 
Typically, the EC will always uh, ask witnesses of an election offence to submit their or to lodge a, a report so that it can be investigated. And But we do see this quite often in Malaysian politics where whenever there's a by-election that announcements will be made and, and then suddenly people will visit. <laughs> so And somehow they're always coincidental. Um, but I think Malaysian politicians, uh, they're not born yesterday and they should know well enough what constitute what is proper and what is not proper. Yeah, well, apparently she came to Tanjung Piai with the Perdana limousine, you know, the official car, and was promoting palm oil while taking the opportunity to talk to the people. <laughs> Your thoughts, Faisal? Yeah, so um, it's funny that uh, Dr. Wee has been uh, complaining about this because when they were in power, they were the ones doing it. I mean... <laughs> It's going to happen. It's going to happen regardless of who is in power. I mean, is it right? No. Is it wrong? Yes. But uh, I don't think it's going to change regardless of who's in charge. Mm, all right. Well, what would the consequences of this be? Under the Act, uh, whatever is construed as bribery sometimes, mm-hmm. then the punishments include uh, jail and a fine, if I'm not mistaken. But I don't think I've actually seen or heard any cases of of this um, uh, yeah. going that far. Exactly. Okay, well, you know, uh, samples of palm oil, I mean, would that be considered a bribe? <laughs> not to me, at least. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. All right. When we come back, we'll be taking a look at uh, the future of Mara business premises. Uh, that's next. On front page with me this morning, Faisal Marikan, a senior journalist from the Astro Radio Newsroom and Robin Augustine, reporter from Free Malaysia Today. And Rural Development Minister Datuk Sri Rina Muhammad Harun said that uh, future Mara business premises must undergo detailed study under the ministry's transformation program, which will take into account the socioeconomics of the area. This was um, her response to the question on whether the ministry was taking um, enough care to ensure that Mara malls or businesses in the country were well received by the public. I guess my big question is, is this another program that needs to be reviewed by the government? Definitely. You know, on paper, it sounds like a good idea. I mean, um, we don't want to invest in ventures uh, that will lead to wastage in the long run. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe in the future, um, they could focus on road more uh, areas outside of the Klang Valley to set up these ventures within the Klang Valley. I mean, it it sounds like a way there's so many uh, other options available for people. Right. Your thoughts, Robin? I think this issue came in the wake of the reports that the Mara Digital Malls were closing. Yeah. And And this is not just the Klang Valley, right? Right. Even outside. Um, But to my understanding, uh, in the case of the one in KL, uh, which isn't doing too well, It's because that they only have a single supplier, which makes it hard for, I mean, there's fewer choices and it's very hard to be competitive. So I think like where Maras provides uh, platforms and loans to entrepreneurs, I think that still has a role to play. Right. Um, but I think it's more on making sure that they can actually grow uh, as mm. entrepreneurs and not restricting them with too many rules and regulations. Right. So you feel that um, as uh, as a business, Mara um, is still relevant today? 
I mean, as as a model of of empowering local. Yeah, businesses. I think outside of the Klang Valley, yeah. especially, uh, they can play that role in guiding budding entrepreneurs from the Bumiputra community. Right. Do, do you feel that they've had any success with this? Well, over the years, I mean, definitely it's helped. Um, maybe just to refine the programs a bit and provide more guidance for these entrepreneurs so that they can uh, really, um, as you said, expand. Okay. When we come back, we'll be taking a look at the Kampong Baru <coughs> land offer. It's said to be insincere and impossible to fulfill. That one's next. On front page with me this morning, Robin Augustine from Free Malaysia Today and Faisal Merkan from the Astro Radio Newsroom. And uh, it looks like the Kampung Baru land offer is insincere and impossible to fulfill. So says former finance minister to Datuk Sri Johari Abdul Ghani. He is um, accusing the Pakatan Harapan government of being insincere with this uh, land deal. Um, most places, I think, in Kuala Lumpur are about 500 to 600 ringgit per square foot. So 1,000 Ringgit per square foot seems pretty fair. Is this a good deal in your opinion, Robin? Well, some argue that the valuations should be much higher considering that the neighbouring KLCC, uh, the valuations can be uh, even higher than RM2,000 ringgit per square foot. Right. But um, the government has maintained that Kampung Baru is reserved for the Malays. Mm-hmm. And Prime Minister Tun Dr. Mahathir bin Mohamad, he has said before that um, if they were to follow market prices, the government's concern is that the Malays could be priced out. Right. This is if they develop this into like condos and mm-hmm. housing and all this, is it? So land, yeah, with land, I mean, uh, it also depends on what type of building you're allowing on the land. Mm-hmm. Um so say if you're allowing only a bungalow to be built compared to a, let's say, 20-story building, then naturally the valuations will be very different. All right. uh, this is why actually one local council expert, uh, Derek Fernandez, he has called on the government to develop a special um, plan for the area to really detail what type of developments will be allowed. And this, he says, will give uh, landowners a clearer picture on the potential of their land and, by extension, fairer valuations. Okay. Now, there's other parts to this <laughs> deal um, that uh, Johari has mentioned. He, he asked, you know, can the government guarantee profit for those forced to sacrifice their land value in subscribing to the SPV? The SPV being, of course, the um, special purpose vehicle, uh, you know, that uh, is one of the other preconditions. These are valid concerns, obviously. These are very valid concerns. And... I mean, it might be hard for anyone to guarantee, so to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he's raised some questions, and these are questions which uh, the people of Kampung Baru will likely have too. Uh, and I think that the government uh, or the authority should respond uh, to these questions because otherwise it may be difficult to for anyone to say, yes, I'm going to sell or not. Right. I mean, just on a personal level, Faisal, if you had land in Kampung Baru, would you sell the <laughs> to the government for a thousand uh, ringgit per square foot? Based on what I'm earning right now, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> okay. Well, coming up, Amno um, and BN Secretary General says that uh, BN MPs will intervene as one if Harpan cannot decide on a prime minister. That headline is next.
And on front page with me this morning from the Astro Radio Newsroom, Faisal Merican, and from Free Malaysia Today, Robin Augustine. And it looks like the UMNO Secretary General, Anwar Musa, said BN and PAS MPs will only intervene if Pakatan Harapan is unable to resolve its prime ministerial succession plan. Um, he said in the event that happens, BN and PAS will act collectively. I mean, what kind of quote-unquote collective action could UMNO and PAS take to intervene? Fazal. On their own, I don't think they can act. Um, The only way I can see uh, something like this happening is uh, if they work out an arrangement with uh, one of the uh, Pakatan packs, right? Um, Vote of no confidence in parliament and hope they get enough votes uh, for it to pass. That's the only way I can see it happening. Right. What about you, your thoughts, Robin? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that's likely what they meant that, um, you know, they will vote on uh, end block if there is a vote of uh, no confidence because mm. you need the majority of the 222 MPs uh, to become the Prime Minister. Okay, I feel a bit silly asking this because, you know, I'm not too um, familiar, but is this sort of interference uh, constitutional or even legal? To my knowledge, there's uh, nothing illegal about a vote of uh, no. no confidence. Right. Yeah. Mm. yeah, so long as they get enough votes and it passes, uh, I mean, it is... I think, within the Constitution. All right. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much uh, for joining me today on Front Page. Thank you. Thank you very much. Of course, that was uh, Robin Augustine, reporter with Free Malaysia Today and Faisal American, journalist uh, at Astro Radio News.